0: Look, have to be honest, this may ruffle a, p- a couple people's feathers. I don't mean to, but we got to get to the truth. People always ask me, how much is enough be th- before throwing in the towel and waving the white flag? You see, it's interesting that they ask that question because to myself, I've thought about it over and over again. You see, when you're dealing with people when you're leading projects and they are continuously to take in, not return the favor back. I always tell these people when they ask me that question, I always say that in life we will be used But there's a difference between being used and misused and see the context between the two is when you are misused, you are taken advantage of. When you're misused, you're taken for granted. When you're misused, you're just basically tolerated. But when you are used, there's an even exchange, meaning if I call on you for something, you should be able to call on me for something. If you're new to the episode, I go by the name, or I should say episode. If you're new to the channel, I go by the name of ED. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means Ed. I have an eight-point framework in which basically I have eight points and I'm out of here. Today's episode is shocking. The real impact of being a giver or taker, the project management edition. You see family this can apply to your real life or i said your real life your personal life or project management today we're going to cover project management but again it's reflective on both sides of the coin meaning project management as well as your personal life let's get into the first point the role of givers see listen givers want to foster collaboration they build trust within the team their real true focus is really the in to ensure the success of the overall project efficiency they also create a a, they also cultivate excuse me a a opportunity to devolve and give knowledge by knowledge sharing on definitely on crucial complex projects or just projects in general because they want to make sure that they're giving as much as they're they're receiving now we're going to get to the bar humbug since it's holiday season the taker mentality. See, on the other hand, takers tend to focus on their personal achievement. This, and, and while they're doing that, they're really putting at the expense of others. That really the success of others of, of that 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 they could have, and they also tend to hoard information. As far as like resources and they really don't want to take more of a collaborative approach they want to take more of an isolated approach to say hey look at me I did this instead of saying we did this that 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 kind of leads to where they are more self centered. And it really truly can, and I've experienced it, create a tax, tox, uh, t- t- toxic work environment and a toxic team environment when you have that taker's mentality. I told you I'm going to ruffle some feathers today. You need to stay with me. The impact of project, the impact to project outcomes. You know, when a, a giver leads projects, you often see a higher engagement as well as a uh, innovation-type ideals. When a, t- a taker leads a project, they dominate the environment, the morale, as well as the retention, whether that's resources, whether that's, I mean, you can look at any type of resource, whether people, uh, material, cost, all those things. A project manager's approach must be uh, to be able to influence the project success as well as minimize the failure rates. N- navigating into point number four, project success i'll be honest with you family i've led a a project before in the past where there's been two because it was a program and a project and i a project manager and i had to work together to lead separate initiatives but we had to communicate to each other very, you know, a lot to ensure that the success of the overall program was successful. And every time that I've worked with a particular project manager, when we led these program type initiatives, it was more of a collaborative uh, atmosphere. That person and I would literally, you know, have one on ones together and say, Hey, what are you learning from? The, your stakeholders, what are you learning about yourself as, as far as how you're leading this project? So it's more, it's more about a, a contribution and it's more about problem solving and decision-making. And also it's a venting session as well. I mean, it's a venting session to get that out of your system and then, okay, after that's done, now we focus on how do we solve whatever the particular um, issues are that, that has arise. Point number five. Leadership role. Listen, if you're a project manager or program manager, you 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 take on the role of leader, not manager. I do mean leader, and if we know as leaders, if you've been paying attention to this channel, has a significant influence on the team dynamics. See, for example, a giver. They 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 um, really focus on on cultivating a culture of again you know my favorite word collaboration within their teams. Why do they do that? They do that because it really gives other stakeholders the the know how that hey. We are here to support you. We want to make sure that you're getting you're, you're having an opportunity and I, I hate to use this word because sometimes it is misused, but we'll use it here today of having a balance, a balance between your workload and basically your bandwidth. And that's kind of almost the same thing. but the, the point of it of, of it all is is that you want to ensure that you are setting your team members up for success, as well as you set them up for success, it sets you up for success. Point number six, striking a balance. Listen, while being a a giver is truly essential, however, and that is the key word, however, it is definitely crucial to uh, balance balance these these out before, you know, and when I say balance it out, I'm, I'm talking about striking a healthy boundary so you don't avoid burnout i actually did a video about burnout and that is really real and you know a lot of people say well you know Burnout is not that real they probably never experienced it and so because you haven't experienced it you can't really speak on it I can speak on if I've lived it where you can get so burnt out and then your, your, your thinking becomes foggy The things you used to do you don't do anymore the self-care that you used to do you stop doing because Your mind is so cluttered with everything else that's going on around you and inside your mind that you forget that you need to be able to create that balance of having healthy boundaries. You know, uh, one of my friends will say, hey, there's a line. And after that point, when you cross that line, there's no more for you and I to talk about. From here on out, it's complete silence. It's complete rejects. I don't have time to deal with people that won't take the time to allow me to be the best version of myself. Let's move on to point number seven. What you really don't understand is the long-term implications of this. I don't like how I said that, but we'll keep rolling. But anyway, the long-term implications of this is that the giver builds lasting relationships and networks for beneficial for career growth, not just for themselves, also for the stakeholders that are involved on that actual project. Now, on the other hand, takers might achieve a short-term success but often at the cost of long-term opportunities. Oh, I love that. You know why I love that so much is because family, you will know a giver from a taker in a minute because a taker will always have their hand out while giver will have their hand up. Mmm. If you peep what I just said, family, I just dropped something. I hope you can pick it up. I hope you got the dishes on this one because that's heavy. When when someone has their hand out, they always have it open for something or some, something that they feel that they deserve or they're entitled to versus a giver. They're not really looking for anything in return. All they want to do is see your success because they know if you are successful, again, they have the opportunity to uh, be in, be successful. Listen. As a project manager, your reputation really depends on being able to really be a giver, not in a giver of when we talked about earlier. What I mean is, is that not being misused, but being used in a way that supports the project because now this really truly impacts the project opportunities as well. It enhances your career trajectory. All right, let's move on to point number eight. Point number eight is being able to adapt strategies. What does that mean? It means that successful project managers, they adapt their strategy based on the team's needs. Now listen, everybody don't need, sometimes you you lead a project where it may be more hands-on, it may be more uh, meetings and emails and holding people more accountable Versus where you may have more of a seasoned team where all they all they need to know is what is the task? when is it due? And are there any risk uh, associated with it that could potentially turn into issues and you send them on their way? So uh, being able to adapt certain adapt those type of strategies and this comes with uh, I I don't want to use the word experience but i'm going to use it anyway it comes with experience and wisdom and the wisdom aspect of it is seeing certain characteristics of your your stakeholders that when you give them something and they disappear and you're following and you have to follow up with them versus them being proactive and saying hey i'm stuck i'm stuck project manager i need some help i need an escalation because i'm not getting what i need to have to be able to do my job uh, effectively They also recognize the importance of the context and determine when to give more or when to take charge. you know, you have to be able to have that balance of knowing when to step in. And like I said, if there's a particular escalation that needs to happen, to have the courage and the audacity to take the charge. I always notice that people that don't want to escalate, they feel intimidated because if, if they, it's the, the limited beliefs that have been put on us that if we ask for help, that makes us look weak. But this is the exact opposite. If you have the courage to be able to take, to step up and say, listen, I need help. Can you assist me? But I'll give you a better way to do it. The best way to do it that I've seen that's been most effective, the best way that I've seen to do it where it's most valuable to everyone involved is to say, hey, this is this is the problem. This is what I this is the proposed solution that I've actually done. Now I need your help because now it lets me know that I don't have to do the thinking for you that you've least Took, you, you least took it upon yourself to do something. You see, I didn't use the word try something because there's a difference. I always go back to Les Brown when he talked about um, when someone says, I'll try and make the meeting. What does that mean? You don't try and sit down. Either you sit down or you don't. So when people use those type of words and again comes from wisdom of being. Uh, of leading projects, when people give you context like that, you have to dig deeper than what, uh, besides of what they're saying to you, or as my mentor would say, what are they not saying to you? You got to get to that particular point and understand that. And the last and final point here, family, I want to leave with, I hope this woke some people up. And again, I said, I was going to ruffle some feathers. I didn't mean to, but if you are a taker, You need to understand that it's better on this other side of being a giver. Until next time, this has been your boy E.D. You know my slogan. I'm out.